Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Of course, BTOsports.com, the nation's leading retailer for anything you need for your biker body. Uh, they've got it. Use the code PulpMX when you check out to save yourself money at BTOsports.com. All the, all the la- latest uh, leading brands and uh, everything you need for your bike, they've got it. Brand new website, mobile phone friendly, great international shipping rates as well. Uh, BTOsports.com, proud sponsors of the Andrew Short, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And Justin Brayton, uh, BTO Sports KTM team. And, of course, uh, presented by Fox Racing, um, uh, the global innovation leader for motocross racewear, continuing the relentless pursuit to innovate and elevate. Check out the full line of 2015 products, V3 helmet with MIPS technology, airspace goggle, 360 racewear, foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. All right, folks, so that's BTOsports.com, and that's Fox Racing, and we're pumped to have them on board, and this is Racer Psyched. X Podcast. Psyched. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual, with me in studio this time, uh, former German Supercross champion, former Montreal Supercross champion, former uh, Hard Rock champion, former Dade City champion, the Jason Thomas. That is correct. I'm in the house. Yep. Not able to beat Michael Pacone in the 2011 10, 10 Florida Money Dade Race Cities series, but you did push him over. I was outgunned, yeah. outmanned, outgunned. Yeah, that happens. And also on the line, uh, Racer X online editor, uh, the voice of motocross, and the voice of enduro cross, and the voice of who knows what else. The Jason Wygant. Yeah. Uh, getting uh, getting ganged up here, Weege. We're both in studio, so I'll return the favor uh, a week from now. I think, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, I'll yeah, be there. Yeah, suck it, JT. I'll do just that. Um, all right. Hey, look, uh, Anaheim won. It's come and it's gone. And with it, some surprises, some predictability, um, some upsets. Yeah, lots Pre- to talk predicti- about. Predictability, really? I think? think so. Sure. Kenny Roxon winning. Yeah. You know, I think that's predictable. I guess so. Tomac was fast. That's predictable. That we was knew not that. predictable, his to- result. No, but Tomac being fast, I, I, well, we'll yeah, get to that. We like, thought Tomac would be fast. Oh, okay. Well, there's okay, well, uh-huh. probably children who slept through the whole race that could have Chad Reed that. making the main, predictable. All predictable. <laughs> this is going off the rails quickly. Um, hey, um, all right. So first off, I guess it, it's we've talked about this a little bit. Anaheim is always a little weird and different. We've all been through them. Uh, JT, you as a racer, and me as a mechanic, and Weed, you as uh, the, the webcast guy uh, with, with Jim Hawley. Oh, yeah. But uh, um, yeah. it can lead to different things, and there's lots of go- lots of stuff going on and lots of nerves and all that. Um, I guess the first, let's start with the track. 
uh, we usually do with this kind of stuff. Generally, they make the Anaheim ones pretty simple. This one really was. It didn't. It didn't have very much uh, uh, different obstacles on there. Everybody kind of did the same rhythms. The whoops looked big during the track walk, or so I heard. I didn't make it out to the track walk very far. I made it to the starting line. But Shocker. in the end, JT, very predictable. That's predictable too. In the end, JT, kind of a basic track. I thought so. I actually on track walk, I thought it would be a little bit more technical, uh, but. Yeah, once once they got going out there, it was very, very much follow the leader. And the whoops, like the dragon back then, the whoops, I thought, would be kind of the separator. And for whatever reason, it just didn't. I think one line got worked in. Uh, and, I, you know, where I was sitting in the stands, it was right kind of near the whoops. They were coming right at me. And they were just all in the same line. Yeah. Every single person. So yeah. the Like one, guys would move over to get, to in get into there. that yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. So it really kind of lowered the level of difficulty and, and made it even worse than it could have been, I think. Um, yeah, did, we all know James Stewart, he's suspended. He didn't race. Uh, could he have quadded anything? Was there anything out there that like, the only thing I, we were taking, coming out of the we're turn? taking bets on this one section and, uh, it's, it's easy to, def, easy to describe. It was just the section where he came out of the turn and went triple, triple on off double. The only real rhythm section on the whole track. Yeah. Um, we were waiting for someone to go triple, triple, quad, double. Yeah. Instead of over on the off. table, over on the off. table, instead yeah. of on off. Yeah, right, just right. like single to single and forget the whole tabletop. No one ever did it. Well, there's a debate about whether jumping over a tabletop is a triple right. or a quad. Right, and, and I'm not here to debate that. I don't care. But <laughs> Tomac kept eyeing it. I'm up. I'm not here to talk about the past. <laughs> Tomac kept eyeing it up. Oh, we did. He went yeah. over the tabletop to the downside of the tabletop, mm-hmm. like looking at it. Yeah. And we're like, oh, he's gonna do it. He's either saving it or yeah. just eyeing it up, and no one ever did it. Huh. So. What do you think of the track, Weege? Yeah, there was nothing going on. I mean, there was nothing. Uh, and it not only, <clears throat> very rarely I feel that the races really come down to somebody quads something and somebody else doesn't. I mean, we talk about it the few times it happens, but the whoops are almost always a separator or a dragon's back. But in this case, like you said, it turned one line there, so that eliminated that. Most of the time, the bigger rhythms, it seems like most of the guys can get them together. So it really comes down to those little details. But I think the track is so slick that, you can't even really make anything happen there. Yeah. And had a sand turn, which we all know, sand turns never present opportunities for passing. Kennard made one, but, but that eliminates that. Yeah, there just wasn't anything left, so it's so hard to judge. Is it weird because it's the opening round, and you don't want to make too many harsh judgments because of that? Or is it weird because the track was one line, and you don't want to yeah. make too many harsh judgments over that? It's really hard to say if we saw what we're going to see the rest of the year, or if the track and the opener just make it a complete... Uh, weirdo event that you don't want to read into. I think we'll talk more about the results and stuff, but I think I think it's the latter, we, what you just said. I think it's a weirdo track, and you know the res- these results are good, and maybe going forward, but this doesn't mean anything. I mean, Kenny looked good, and we'll get to that. He's going to be, but you know what I mean. I agree. Like it was a simple track, a basic track, and and you're right about the quad thing. I mean, anytime one of the big guys quads. The other big guys go, well, my bike is just as fast as that, and here I go. You know, so that's not a huge deal. But. Yeah, very rarely does a race truly get decided by one guy jumps something that no one else can figure out. I mean, it's happened to obviously Toronto last year, but as I always say, if you can remember the one time it happened, that means it doesn't happen very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a. I felt like, uh, and maybe you guys can, maybe, I mean, I was really busy. I'm doing the X Brown goggle stuff. 
and um, you know you're getting your credential, you're talking to people, you're making some notes. I, I felt, and also too, the program was a half hour earlier, and that's going to happen all year long. So yeah, but it doesn't speed anything up. They just started earlier in the morning. Yeah, like but I walked at ten thirty instead of eleven, so everything else is exactly the same. Yeah, it's but facing the time they're out there, or whatever. But we it cuts down on the broing downtime. It's morning bro down time. His cut back. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Morning only, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The rest is the same. Yeah, but okay. but what I'm saying is like I felt okay. I just felt like why don't you just go earlier? Then it's the same. Exactly no, I need to. Well, I, what I need to do is go around to all the teams and be like, hey, I want the bro downs to start earlier. Will you be here earlier? Right, right. Yeah. I need everyone to adjust my schedule. Will everyone be here at eight thirty right. instead of we try to be here at nine? We need right, to be here at eight thirty right, 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 now. Right, right. I'm going to need that worked in. <laughs> I'm going to need. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, like. You know, hey, JG. You're going to need your fix. Right. Basically. Um, I just felt like it was a little low-key. It was. It was. Okay. All right. All right. So I'm not crazy. Normally, at A1, I've walked, tried to walk through the pits and couldn't move. Literally could not move to get to where I needed to go. And I had no problem on Saturday. I had no problem getting anywhere. Not that there weren't a lot of people, but it wasn't the same. Yeah. It wasn't. I had a problem getting into Josh Grant's motorhome. I just wasn't allowed. But other than that, uh, Weege, Weege, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, opening ceremonies, I feel too. Like I feel that they brought it as far as the videos and the pyro and everything yeah. like they always do. But I don't. The crowd just didn't seem to ever really go nuts uh, for anything there. And no. usually, like the opener, you could put like home movies of the dudes up as their videos. I mean, that had zero production quality, and people would freak out. And but like. Here, and doing it. Yeah, and like last year, you had Stewie coming through the pack, and Chad and him were going at it for a little bit, and and uh, you know, his RV was coming through, and I don't know, I just felt like I don't know, maybe it was the racing, you know, the racing was boring, but I think what we're saying is even before you knew any of that, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. the crowd, the pits, and the opening ceremonies, the things that should be the same weren't quite. I don't know what what the deal uh, with that was. Yeah, I actually got a really good, uh, <laughs> a good accurate test of what the real Supercross fans think by watching some clips of the race on YouTube this evening. Oh. Um, is that you, you think the Racer X comments are bad? Yeah, oh. yeah. And most of the YouTube comments are, "Where was Stewart? Where was Villapoto? Uh And this sucks. Who are these new guys? So I don't know. Maybe we underestimate. How big an impact that makes? Yeah, losing two big cars. Yeah, maybe it would. You know, would be interesting. And of course, we, you and I, are in the in the press box with the high and mighty people. But what would be interesting is you go around SoCal Stadium and you ask people like, "What do you think of the Stewart penalty?" and "What, what do you think about Villapoto?" and see what the average SoCal fan says. We might be shocked. Yeah, JT. Yeah, I think, think so. I, mean, I think like, uh, like deep, we might. We the average fan's opinion of the situation. Do you think there are people in the stadium going, what is going, what? Yes. They're definitely worried that because, <laughs> because I think that there's a lot of casual fans at a race yeah, like Anaheim yeah. one. Um, so yeah, I, I think that happens in every like sport. Like where's Stewart? That happens in every sport though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So like Dave Anderson in second. I mean, uh, this is not an offense to him. But there's probably a good part of the building that is like, who, who is this guy on a white bike? Like, they just don't know who he is. He's not yeah. a superstar. He hasn't even raced a 450, and they've never even seen right. that brand race before. It's not the same as if it was if it was Reed that was four seconds behind Rocks, and maybe that changes things, even though the racing yeah. is identical. But 
They just don't know who he is. Should they just cancel all opening ceremony videos after that Tomac one? Just cancel everybody's. I thought Chad's was good. Shocker. <laughs> you did tweet it, though. You did tweet that it was good. Uh, did I? Yeah. It was good. It was good. You no. tweeted that it wasn't. It, you don't know if it was as good as Tomac's, but it was pretty damn good. It was good. But Tomac's. It's good. How many riders would JT just JT just give it begrudgingly said it's good? It was good. No, I like I like Tomac. I think he's awesome. how many guys would have just said no way? I'm not doing that, right? Yeah, his. I mean, I think the gnarliness like has the dad yeah has crossed generations, crossed streams. Yeah, because um, there's not a lot of guys doing that, Weege. I don't think. I was thinking about it. You know, okay, when you follow these guys on social media and stuff, you see who they hang out with and what they do. Is Tomac like the furthest out of the motocross social circle of, of any of the guys at his level? Does it seem that way? Michael Essie. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's, he's barred from the social circle. If, if, some, <laughs> if someone wants to see the idea of Alessi's, you know, popularity, go to a RacerX Instagram photo of Mike. Yeah. And it gets to the point yeah. where I do feel bad for the guy. I do. Like, yeah, people are asking for him to die because we put a photo of him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but, no, you're right about Tomac. He's very tight with his family, his mom and dad, and uh, they live out there in Colorado. Um, they sp- try to spend all their time out there. You know what I mean? I think only weather forces him to finally come to SoCal. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, who does bro down with Eli? I don't, I don't know. Like, I think he's friendly with all oh, the guys yeah. in general. Like, I don't yeah. hate anybody, but it's, he's nobody's buddy. Like, he's nobody's super best friend, it seems like. like I don't no. think he cares. No. And, either and, way. And, and could the mom and dad be any nicer? JT, I don't know if you know them that well, but... Um, I've talked to John quite a bit. Not Kathy as much. They are the... But John is awesome. The, the first time I ever talked to him, I didn't even know if he knew who I was, but I was just like, hey, this guy's a, a, yeah. the man. I'm going right. to talk to him. It was at Colorado. And he was as nice as could be. Yeah. You know, just yeah. – and he did know who I was, and we talked about racing whatever. But, yeah, for yeah. for how they could act, like we're, you know, nice it's John yeah. Tomac, you know. And yeah. then obviously how we've seen parents act in this sport, it's it's refreshing for sure. No. Um, but for people who didn't see it, uh, Tomac was – they showed him out in the in the dark. Uh, he was digging a hole in some dirt. And, uh, and then there was all these number plates with the 94 and 5 and 22. And he was throwing them in the – in the hole that he had just dug. And then, and then I was like, okay, he's going to bury them. Like, I'm like, he's going to bury them, <laughs> but Oh no, it got better. Uh, the, the outdoorsman that he is, he, the next shot is him with a flaming arrow. Well, Dungey did the burying thing. Oh, did he? Yeah. A few years ago, Dungey did the burying thing. Well, he buried his own five and pulled, yeah, out, the pulled one. out the one. Yeah. But I'm just saying the oh, burying thing yeah. has been done. Tomac was saying to all his competitors, I'm gonna blow the shit out of you. I'm gonna set. I'm gonna pour uh, yeah. gas on you uh, yes. and then set you in flames right. <laughs> via my Hunger Games arrow. So like Rambo, like He's, John Rambo, wronged by the U.S. government and angry, Eli shoots a flaming arrow into the number plates, mocking Jay, and they just blow up. This is brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> the you, only other runner that would do that video is Pike. Mar- I think Barsha would do it. Cameraman. Well, and also, he was. <laughs> Hey, and we got to get to Pike in this tweet, too. That's, but uh, I can't even – I mean, it's just it's just epic. Like, not, not even, like, the next day. No. Ten, 
minutes after the race. Oh, no, right after the qualifier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they still have the main event. That's what I mean. Yeah, oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten minutes after the qualifier. Very Millsaps-esque. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. But, okay, so back to the opening ceremony thing. The only thing that would be better is if they actually had Eli shoot arrows at the real riders while they race. <laughs> that would be better. <laughs> uh, good job by the guys that fell, though. So I like that. I thought that was good. Um, the rest, Chad's video was good. The other ones, eh, so-so. But, um, yeah, it just felt a little, it felt a little understated. You're right. So. Yeah, I don't know. And, yeah. uh, but you know what also is funny? Like, they did bring Villapoto out. <clears throat> he got his plaque or something. I don't know. They gave him some sort of championship thing. Was that uh, weird? It, that Was that weird to you as it was to me? Well, that's what I was getting at. Okay. So he, you know, he was there as part of opening ceremonies, but even that just seemed weird. Like, the crowd didn't really... Get into that either. And I know Villapoto's never been that kind of guy. Like, as good as he's been, he's not the, – the popularity has never really been his, his strong point. But still, like, I don't know. It was – the crowd certainly didn't go crazy over that. What did you think of that, JT? I thought it felt forced. Uh, and they brought McGrath out. Yeah. But he didn't talk. Right. He just gave RV a ring. Yeah. I just thought it was like Villapoto didn't want to be there. <laughs> Right. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel pretty strongly about that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have a problem with doing anything where the person doesn't want to do it because I think it always comes off like crap. Right. So I'd just rather you not do it if you don't want to do it. Yeah, they brought McGrath out. They didn't say anything. He was in a puffy jacket. RV comes out on his – well, no, he didn't get on his bike then. He came out from behind with his jeans on. Yeah, it's just worse. And he got on a bike with jeans. Yeah. Rode around the track. It was like – yeah, just if you don't want to be here, right? Don't be here. RV told me, and I, maybe I'm going to get in trouble by saying this, but RV told me he thought he could top five the main without gear on. Agree or disagree? <laughs> disagree. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stuff from Ryan Villapoto that if he ever let it loose, he would then get cheers. The stuff we hear and see from him behind the scenes is superb. Well, but he just never brings it out. Okay, you know what? I shouldn't say without gear on because I said no gear, and he said, "Well, boots." So, oh, oh, sorry. So, with boots, could he top five? With the jeans, but with boots. What? With the jeans. Yeah, boots. jeans and boots. Okay. <laughs> JT does not. JT shaking his head. He does not believe he could top five. No. No, I, you should tell Pike that. Because Pike guy was in sixth most of the race. Right. right. Um. <laughs> Uh, hey, do you remember when they did that uh, that TV show about Bill Potter and his family like two years ago? Yeah, uh, the behind the dream thing. Yeah, and they had this uh, they had this conference call with the media to ask Bill Potter about it. And I said, hey, "Why were you willing to give this kind of access to let cameras in your house and interview your parents and your sister and all this?" And he just said, "Well, you know, Feld and Monster they have a lot of power. They make you do things." <laughs> <laughs> was that the same conference call that I was on where he said, oh, this idiot, yeah. before I answered the question? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I said Steve Mathis, uh, Racer X, and he said, oh, this idiot. And he was texting you F-bombs, yes, storing was, it yes. to make you laugh while you're asking Right, questions. right. And as I was asking, he was texting me, saying, calling me yeah. names that was causing me to laugh. Um, yes. Uh, uh, well, he, uh, look, I don't know. Maybe I got in trouble that, I, that he – but it wasn't – it's just Villapoto. You got to know him. We all know him. So, um, yeah, you never know. He he he's his crap talk. You never really know what he means by it. No, like, is it legit? Is no. it talking crap? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get to the race a little bit. Uh, JT Kenny Roxon 
Although Anderson yeah. reeled him in a little bit, yeah. there was no danger of this. Um, no, and I'll tell you why. I think why well, I didn't even get the question out yet. Yeah, but I, okay, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to jump on what you'd already said, but no. Okay. Uh, Roxon better than you thought. We knew he'd be good, no, no doubt. But I mean, I think he was better than I thought he would be. I don't think better because okay. I I don't think that. If he had done that to Trey and Eli, and Trey and Eli jumped out second and third, mm-hmm. and he did that to him, yes, yeah. then I would be like, oh, yeah. But I don't I, – I, I really think that Eli could have gone with him from what I saw out of Eli. And I think Trey could have definitely made it more interesting than it was. I don't know if he would have beat Ken, Kenny the way he rode, but I don't think that was a pure representation of what we're going to see all year I, because I think Trey and Eli can go the pace. I think they proved that all day. Well, Eli was the fastest qualifier. Right. Yeah. I, you know, so I don't – I think – Kenny, what Kenny has going for him is that he's very good at always putting himself in a good position, gets good starts, stays out of trouble. You don't see the big crashes. You don't see the stupid mistakes. That's not what he does. And he what just did, doesn't what did do Tomac that. do? Bad start, mistakes. Right, and you see that from him and Trey at times a lot. Yeah. They just don't always stay out of trouble. So that's going to be the struggle is I think Kenny is going to be up there every time all year. And he may not have that bad weekend. So for a guy like Eli, who just already threw a bunch of points away, and for Trey, they're going to have to be almost perfect. I mean, that's just what it's going to come down to because mm-hmm. I think that's what we're going to see from Kenny most of the time. You know, they may beat him, but it's he's never going to have second that. second or third or Yeah, whatever, he's yeah. not going to have that bad race. I don't see that coming from him. You talk like you, talk like you think already that Kennard and uh, Tomac are going to be better than Dungey and Reed. And Millsaps, or are you just sort of? I do, I do think that, and I thought that going in. What about this Chad stuff looking good? And well, looking, yeah, no, I and uh, I did pick Dungey to win the title. Yeah, um, and I was a little underwhelmed with Dungey. I'll, I'll pull back on that a little bit. I just, for some people who want to know, uh, there, there was a some point where Ryan Dungey could not get around Andrew Short. Yep. Now, yep. God bless Andrew Short. We love him. I thought Dungey would be better. I feel comfortable saying that. Right. But I still think he's going to be in the mix just because even when he didn't look great, he still got fourth. But I think for a championship, what Trey and Eli have to – like Eli already couldn't avoid it. He just threw it away twice, like just completely blew the whole race um, when I, you know, arguably was the fastest guy. So it's a – you know, for those two looking up, I think Trey's probably has no reason to worry, but – from what I saw from the stands, they had their work cut out for him for them to deal with Ken Roxon this year. Weege, did you see Kenny over the finish line just scrubbing and like he wasn't really like scrubbing like flat. I don't know what he was doing. Sort of a scrub, yeah, it, but it was just he was eating guys up. Yeah, it's gonna um it's gonna get known. Uh when you and I were hanging out um in the uh BTO sports truck where I believe we'll be hanging out quite a bit. We we actually might be in there as much as JT, even though JT's paid to be at that truck. <laughs> um, if you have Shorty and I have Brayton, that's going to be a, that's like a, we're two moons and that's Earth. Gonna <laughs> like Star Wars? Toward that truck. Like oh. Star Wars. Yeah. What? It's like Star Wars. There's two moons in Star Wars. No, no nothing like Star Wars whatsoever. <laughs> Normal science. Not fiction, just science. Um, so we were in there, you and I talking to Brayton and Short. Did, and did you hear what Brayton said? He 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 used the term, the rocks and scrub. No, I, like, I, I don't no, remember I, that. I'm on Team Short, oh, so I'm I'm on Team Short. Okay. okay. The rocks. Yeah, he just goes through the jumps. Yeah. Like 
almost like an awe, like it's something different. It's something that we're all talking about and we can't figure out. Like he didn't, it was clear it was not the first time he said it, the rocks and scrub. Like mm-hmm. they must have been talking about it all day or even, even longer. So there's something brewing there. And, you know, when a guy's on top and he's the guy everyone's trying to chase, there's always something like that. You know, I think with Villapoto, you'd hear guys talk about corners and, and probably the same thing with Carmichael. And certainly McGrath had a million things like that as far as his jumps and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think you're going to start hearing, you know, guys start realizing, man, this guy's doing some really special stuff and he's going to be really hard to beat. Yeah, no, it's uh, pretty good. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be good uh, to see, you know, what happens. Weege, what at some point when Dunge was behind short, you just said to me, "Hmm, that's odd." Dunge seems to have trouble getting around him. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, come on, man. And short road good. I mean, there's no doubt. Yeah, no one. I don't think anyone's taking anything away from him. We, we all know where, where that stands. Actually, I think one of the biggest cheers of the night, on a night we're saying where the crowd wasn't going nuts, I feel like one of the moments that the crowd really got pumped, when Short won that heat, and yeah. it was close because Roxon was right there with him, I think people were genuinely pumped for him. Like, so the crowd was knowledgeable enough at least to know his deal, at least some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so Short rode great, but, I mean, I don't care if it's Short, Reed, or anyone else. When you see Dungey behind a guy for seven or eight laps and he just can't get him, it doesn't matter who it is in front of him. You're just like, come on, dude. Come <laughs> well, on. And then like wheel for seven laps. A guy like Kennard goes through everybody and Dunge and sees, says, says, see you later. And, I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just the same old, same old. But I don't want to harp on it too much only because, you know, I'm the one that says you can't just expect Dungey to change that, you know, get more aggressive or hang it out more yeah. or whatever it takes. But then also never crash and never get hurt. You know, you, you can't have one without the other. So if this is what it, if whatever he does to not pass guys is also what prevents him from making this huge mistake, yeah. Then I guess yeah. he is what he is. Uh, JT, yes, uh, sir. Jason Anderson, yes. A fraud or for real? Oh, uh, he's for real. That was good. Yeah, he's for real. That was a good ride by Jason Anderson. Good job by those guys. Um, I like the look. I don't know if it's because it's a new bike, and I'm just excited. You know, like maybe I was on Cannondale's jock back in the day. I don't remember if I was <laughs> if I was cheering on Gibson and, and Keith Johnson as they were pushing their bikes off. But I and so maybe I'm just excited because it's a new bike. But I love that look. See, I, I think the look's okay. What? I'm not in love with it. I'm not. Weege, the look. No, I think the look is good. And you know what else I think really helps KTM? They found or sorry, two style sorry. kings. You oh, and Weege. That's true. We are we are debating style with a man who wears three hundred dollars jeans and Burberry shirts. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it up to him. I, I think this is a good move for KTM for for them to select this team to be the one that's husky because um, Anderson is a, a young, exciting, stylish guy. He's aggressive on the bike. He's got a jersey untucked most of the time. Um, you know, I think Rockstar itself is kind of edgy brand, so their team always looks cool. Basically, you're taking what is a stodgy, old brand yeah. and putting one of the hippest teams connected to it, which I think is part of that. Like, it instantly gives them cool street cred uh, because they're with the, the correct team and the correct rider to do it. I think it looks good. Yeah, not strong. Strong look. Anderson yep. rode great, no doubt about it. Second place, first race, first 450 race. So, well, Dude, second, what first four. Come on. I even asked Cinturillo about this who is trained by Alden Baker, and he could not answer it himself. Is there just magic dust? 
I mean, we have PED testing now, so we can no longer even speculate on that. Right. I don't even want to bring this up anymore. So what the – are you serious? Again? Another guy just transformed? Come you, on, man. Maybe there isn't just the perfect amount of chefs at the Baker's factory. Oh, God. <laughs> There's the perfect <laughs> amount of chefs. Uh, no, it's good, man. It's really good. I guess, like, we actually had this debate today. We just on the couch watching football. And, uh, I mean, just I just one of the big things I think is the mental edge of knowing that the guy that the program you're doing has won so many races. I mean, Alden Baker is not uh, rocket science. He's not having these guys uh, stand on their head and uh, rotate three times and drink this potion. You know, he's applying simple physics and hard work and building a program. And I think that, which is solid and ends good, but something that many trainer, other trainers can do, in my opinion. Um, but that, but no, these riders knowing that this is what wins, that's huge. Yeah, that is exactly the part that confuses me. Because there are, there are some trainers out there, for sure, that are just yahoos. And they don't really know anything more than any of us. You wanna, you, would you like to name any? There are some trainers out there. <laughs> What's that? Would you like to name any? None come to mind. <laughs> but uh, probably going. Probably, you could probably go on Instagram, maybe. Take <laughs> some guesses. Uh, <laughs> hey, hold on uh, a second, though. Here, oh, so here, here's in in general terms, more whacked out in our industry: trainers or agents. Quit trying to put your headlines segment into this. Trainers or agents? More whack jobs. Where? Which field? Sometimes they're the same thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They cross over. <laughs> I'm a trainer agent. <laughs> That's all we're missing. You know, I, I think that I say that I give the agents a free pass because that is their job. That is their job. The trainers being whacked out and, and ridiculous and liars and everything, that's that's worse. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. That's all not right. what they're paid to do. Right. Lawyers, you know, lawyers, that's their job. Lawyers? So, There's know, only one lawyer well, I know of that's an agent. There are some. No, I'm saying there are some fields where these are acceptable. In fact, this is literally what the field is. Oh, I see. Not for trainers. So why do they like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm saying, yeah. but some of the trainers in the pits, I'll, I'll just give you an example. Like Sagey, we all know Sagey. Sagey knows what's up. He's a very knowledgeable guy. He knows his stuff. He's not a Yahoo. He's not an idiot. So like we're saying, there are other trainers that know what's up. So why is Alton Baker able to just be the guy amongst the few peers that also know what's going on? It's just, I can't figure it out. What's going on in the baker's factory? <laughs> what kind of ingredients are you using over there? Uh, um, yeah, Joe no. Was really rising. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on. We got we got to move this thing along. Uh, Trey Kennard, fast JT. I mean, nothing, nothing we didn't know. Uh, you know, came through, the, ripped through the field, and look, um, passed short, passed Dungey. So. Yeah, I thought he rode all right. Um, I thought he, you know, he kind of stalled out on his forward momentum. There I was looking for him to really make a run on Anderson, but really never happened. But I think uh, I think he approached it in a smart way, too. He didn't, you know, he, the win wasn't there. You know, Roxon was kind of yeah. gone, so he didn't throw it away trying to do anything crazy. Yeah. You know, the difference between, you know, 20, 25 and 20 points – is not huge at this time of the year. You know, you need to get through A1, build momentum, get solid points, which he did. So 
I was happy to see uh, a smart race put in by him. You know, I think he he realizes that to win the title, he's going to have to beat Roxon straight up. I'm sure that that fact is not lost on him, but. Overall, it was a, a really good night, and I think he proved that he's going to be, you know, forced to contend with his, all year. His coach knows the values of seconds and thirds. Dean? No, the coach, not the trainer. Gibbs. Huh? Coach Gibbs? <laughs> no. <laughs> not Coach Gibbs. But Weege, how about when Coach Gibbs was in the elevator with us, and I asked if anybody in here has a Super Bowl ring? Yeah, that was good. He was in a really good mood, man. He was laughing, yucking it up pretty good all day. Yeah. If you had won Super Bowls, you'd be pumped, too. I'd be wearing both Super Bowl finger <laughs> rings at all times. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and, Weege, um, on our Supercross preview podcast, besides the obvious guys, who was the guy that I was most, like, telling you people about that no one talks about? And he's just there. Uh, short? Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Is that this year's season podcast? or? Yeah, I, I know. Like, five? seriously, he wins a heat for the first time since, three, since 2010. Runs up front in the main. He's just, he's got, and also, too, uh, let's not forget, look at the KTMs up front on the start. Brayton got good starts. Dino got good starts. Shorty got good starts. That's something to keep an eye on, see what they're doing with that and, and, and how that's working out. Shorty's also got an air fork and an air shock on. The only KTM guy to do that. And he's also old as shit. <laughs> so, like all of that together. I mean, Andrew's short, folks. Pretty strong. Pretty strong right? opening weekend. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Just go ahead, all you people in the pits, all you energy drink guys, and all you people, and Johnny come lately. Just don't talk about Andrew Short. Go ahead. And then he goes out and gets fifth. So, good job by him. Yep. Um, Pike, Weege, you're in North Carolina by JGR. Mm-hmm. You, you need to tell Jeremy and Coy that uh, Weston needs to keep his Twitter account active and alive. I'm fe- okay. I, I was afraid you were going to tell me to advise in the other direction, and I was going to say, hell no. No. no this is brilliant. No. Nothing needs to change. They're going to try to shut him down. <laughs> That's my prediction. They're going to tell him not to tweet what he did. So, folks who don't know, uh, Weston got into an altercation with Cole Seeley uh, at the last lap or near the end, and, or maybe it wasn't the very last lap, but it was the second last lap of the semi or heat? Semi. 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 Was it the heat? Oh, semi. I think it was semi. No, I thought it was the heat. So they come together. They together early in the heat. Really? Okay. So they, it doesn't matter. Okay, the they come together. The they come together. Something happens. I don't know. There's a photo. I saw a photo where Seeley's on the inside, like already crashing, and Pike's just kind of holding on a little out of control. So Pike comes back to the truck after the race, and I mean, this is ten minutes, right? JT. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is. And I, I mean, watched. I watched the whole incident. Like it was right in front so of me. So what happened? Okay. So what happened? They both fought for that. You know, they were kind of doubling across yeah. that inside, and they both kind of fought. And Seeley tried to squeeze him. And when I say squeeze him, he tried to basically lean to the left. And you're jumping into a left-hand turn. So if you lean on, lean hard to your left, you can basically intimidate someone into breaking and basically giving you the line. But I don't think Weston deals with intimidation tactics too kindly. Mm-hmm. So Weston just said, okay, you want to lean into me, smash, and see we went flying. Okay. So then Weston comes back 
at Cole Seeley, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> As Seeley's laying on the concrete, you know, go, having to go to the LCQ or whatever, or semi or something. That is just epic. We need, to, we need, we need the riders to keep that kind of stuff up because that's very entertaining. But, JT, if I you're – I think oh. if any team is cool with that, uh, that's, that's a good team for it. Um, I don't think they care. I can't see Coy caring, right? I mean, no. no, I don't think Dave does too. I even feel like, you know, there was all this controversy of having even Barsha and him on the same team because they had a run-in last year. Um, they don't want their own guys to fight. But I think that their theory on that was, well, whatever. If they want to beat each other, that's just going to make them ride better, right? Right. That just makes them push harder. I, I think in general that they're not as shy of the controversy and stuff because, you know, they're just they're a private team. They can do what they want. They don't have to worry about what the, some dude in Japan think. So, yeah, I think they're probably cool with it. I think that's awesome. I mean, Weed, you were – they were all bent out of shape at this article I wrote out on online on Friday that was, you know, yeah. tongue-in-my-cheek, very humorous, and I got a lot of people that loved it. Well, JGR guys were bent out of shape, and except for Coy, the boss. Well, you you have to realize what the uh, article they actually saw, which was not the article. It was just the one negative joke part of their team only that Pike screen grabbed and put on Instagram and then talk crap on you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little different when the thousand-word story becomes a 100-word specific. I mean, guys in the team thought you wrote a story specifically just to destroy them only. Yeah, yeah, which is ridiculous. Right. But – the one guy that wasn't really upset when you were talking to all them was Coy. He's like, yeah, whatever. He's not. A, he's not even a journalist, and he walked away. So. Yeah, he 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 already has his insults for you set. He doesn't need any other. <laughs> right, right. And he do. And um, he texted us from his his Toyota suite high atop the stadium. Yes. You know where they're like being fed grapes and being fanned with leaves. Yeah. He looks down. He literally could look down at us. Um, Is that where the real journalists work? Yeah. Yeah. Really. Right. Hey, let's move on to the JGR guys a little bit. So we talked about Pike. Uh, Pike was in six for 19 laps or whatever until until Barsha got him. Um, and Barsha rode well to get sixth in the second half of the race. But did he ride well? In the heat, he was dropped. He won the semi. But in the main event, he was way back, and he wasn't really moving forward all that much. And But he did sort of uh, redeem himself with some fast laps the last you know 10. So overall... JT, was this a successful night for Barsha? I think it's more of the same than we've that we've seen from Barsha, going back to last year. I mean, it was okay. It was okay to you. It was okay. Yeah, but not not great. Right. Not title contender rides. Probably not what he's paying. What they're paying him? No. Yeah. No. To do. I mean, he was way, way, way off the lead. You know, like well, that, that heat race that had battle. to be depressing because he was and right. That, there. But the same thing happened in the main. Yeah. You know, it just they just rode away from him, which so. Who knows what's going to happen? Sixteen more races, or fifteen more, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, if you're go- if you're setting out to win a title, that wasn't a good way to start. What do you think of his race? If you had freeze framed it and just stopped the race at the ten lap mark, like there was a red flag and they just canceled the rest of it, mm-hmm. I think it'd be huge crisis, panic, disaster. I mean, at that point, nothing had been good. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw, but in practice, <clears throat> I mean. Or did you call it hair on fire riding? Is that what you call it with Barsha? Uh, there, were several, yeah. there were several laps where he was killing it. I mean, it looked like he was trying to go through his brake pads or wear out his tires or wear out the clutch or just break the track. He was pushing 
so hard. And then he'd go through the finish, look at the board, and his number wouldn't be in the top five. Like, yeah. it wasn't just, ah, just practice, it doesn't matter. He was trying hard, and the speed was not there. And then in the heat race, speed was not there. It was not looking good. And in the main, it was like 10th for a long time. And you're yeah. like, oh, boy. But, man, those last 10 laps saved it. Yeah. He tracked some dudes down, six places, fine, points-wise. <sighs> that was close. Wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to end up being. Uh, JT Chad Reed uh, tweeted out that he had some problems after the race, and they're working on it, and they don't really know why the thing that happened happened. Uh, what's your thoughts on his race? Do we know if it's him or the bike at least? What? Do we know if it's him or the bike at least? It was, bike. It, it was the bike. It was the bike. It was the bike. The bike. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So whatever, kind of like, what did you see before then, or what did you think before then, or? I mean, I, I I I talked to you. We talked earlier. I was tweeting. I always put, and the whole and the whole shot is, and I put like a bunch of dots, periods, and I'm wait to fill it in. And I said, not read because he just went, brah. Yeah, he blew the start. <laughs> right. I mean, blew the start. Uh, and I don't know if that was bike related or right. not, but whatever went on, the start was terrible. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, he had some some bike issues. So. We'll see. The jury's still out. You know, the heat race wasn't that great. Practice wasn't anything what did he qualify spectacular. At? Ninth. What? Oh, he did? That ninth. was that low? Ninth. Okay, because yeah. I saw him on the board at one point. That was yeah, it. yeah. He ended up ninth. Um, so, I don't know. The jury's still out. You know, it wasn't great. And he, he gave mm-hmm. – people certainly gave them ammo to fire at him, you know, getting a tenth place. So, we'll see. You know, I, that wasn't what he wanted. It wasn't what I expected or anyone expected. So, yeah, it certainly wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, the time has come to talk about the 800. Pretty good. Whole shot the main. We talked about him, us three. Yeah. Talked about him as maybe missing main events. Weege, I believe you used the term not relevant. Yes, I did. Um, and, and, again, this is the first round. There's lots more racing to go. But, hey, we all got to tip our hats to him. Rode well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, but, way better than I thought. But as the tracks get tougher, you know, Mike's never been great in Supercross, so. I think he was fine. Yeah, we'll I mean, it might have been the perfect storm, you know, for him. He he, he got the mm-hmm. whole shot. Shocker. It was a track that was hard to make up time. The whoops weren't really bad. Yeah. You know, other people were just having bad nights because the opener. Maybe it was the perfect storm, but whatever, man. I didn't even know if he'd be this good even on his best night. Right. So good for him. Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Um, yep. Brayton, Weege? Brayton? No, that wasn't, wasn't so good. I usually feel like uh, the beginning of the year – He's where he usually does well. Like, he's not one of those guys that takes half the season to get going. I mean, he's won heat races in Anaheim, one before. Mm-hmm. He's good, I think, on these hard pack tracks. Um, I expected a whole lot more. I mean, even, um, you know, qualifying stuff, you usually do see his number pop up. I know people might not believe that. You know, with, when you think of really, really fast guys, do you really see Brayton's number in the top three and five often? You really do. But I didn't see it this time. Uh, JT, what with Brayton? You got any scoop on that? Nothing really. Uh, you know, I didn't hear anything as the day went on. There was no, no panic or anything in the truck. It just didn't just seem like he had an off day. So I don't know if Do that's you, a sign of things to come or if that was just a, a anomaly. But it wasn't. He didn't have it. I don't think on Saturday. Do you want the panic button app? No. Okay. I don't. Um, Reed qualified seventh, by the way. So um, just FYI, it's right here. Um, he was ninth in the second practice. Reed, the qualifying was good, but based on what you normally get from him, I thought that was yeah. That seventh is about what he does. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, he's never gonna. I don't think Chad will Chad ever top time practice this year. No, 
I don't think so. No. I, I, I'd be very surprised. He doesn't – I don't think he – you know, the age, um, evolution of the sport. Yeah. I don't think he has that just hang it out crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's great at doing really fast laps a bunch mm-hmm. of times in a row, but – I, the way – what I saw from Eli and Kenny laying down the best lap, I don't know that Chad really is going to take that chance. Tickle was good. First race in a long time. Much better than I expected. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He rode well. Um, Baggett charged harder near the end. Com- yeah, he was Kind of right. coming up. Weimer. Right. I, I don't think I'll be walking <laughs> He's still, Yeah, yeah. But he was all right. Still confident of that. Uh, Dino, not good. Struggle. See, struggle for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Seeley, too. I thought Seeley and I magic for Seeley. You know what I mean? Well, Seeley had – I mean, he's on the ground and bad starts. and Yeah. I think we'll see more from Seeley. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Seeley had bad circumstances, but Wilson just didn't ride good. And let's be honest, he did not throw any huge whips at any point in practice. No. no you yeah, pretty he, much knew what you were going to get. You were monitoring that. Um, I told him he really liked that theory, and he agreed with it. What about Millsaps? You know, much like Barsha, it wasn't very good most of the day, but if you watch the first few laps of the main event, he was making it happen when he needed to. He probably actually would have gotten a good finish if it wasn't for two just random mistakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was going to salvage something, but now it probably looks like a disaster. What do you think, JT? You know what? I watched him on Chad's video on Saturday afternoon because uh, they kind of video everyone, you know, just to see what people are doing, and he didn't look good. We were actually all kind of commenting, like, man, he, he looks off or he looks different or the bike mm-hmm. doesn't look like it's set right or whatever, but it looked different. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know what quite what it was, if it was him or the bike or a combination of both, but something wasn't quite right. Uh, you know, it kind of got passed and his, when he was up front, kind of got shuffled back. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, it's, it's hard to draw just really, really solid conclusions coming off of A1 and it's you know, it's easy to jump to conclusions, but it's hard to make correct assumptions, I guess would be a better way to put it. So I'm reserving judgment a little bit, but it certainly wasn't the start I think he was looking for. I'm reserving judgment to say that I said Chad qualified seventh, but Chad qualified seventh to the main event, not in the qualifying. Okay. How do you feel now after correcting me? So I, because I was looking at this and I'm like, huh, the top 22 qualifiers in times all made it to the main event. I was like, how odd is that? Oh. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's very odd. If you watch, watch the first couple laps of the main, though, Millsaps actually passed Dungey, and he was right there with the Lessie and Kennard group, and he wasn't getting yarded. He was right there with them. I think he was rallying enough to just get sixth or seventh and get points. Um, you know, yeah. now you're going to look at he looked slow in qualifying, and he got 19th, and it was just an utter disaster, and this is horrible. But I don't know if it really would have been that bad. The other thing is, don't you think that winning that Monster Cup made the whole process a little unrealistic? Like, yeah, he did win it, but he's still coming back from a huge injury and switching bikes. I think it maybe convinced people that he's ready to go. He's ready to win. It might know. not be that quick. What does Talk MX think on Twitter? <laughs> MXP TV. Oh, oh, it's different? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I don't yeah, I think. TV, back to the drawing board. Millsap's not happy about that because <laughs> he does read Twitter. We know this. No, I thought he didn't, though. <laughs> he said he didn't, but he sure did. <laughs> uh, go ahead, JT. I just think we'll. We'll see some very different things than we saw Saturday, next Saturday. I just think there's so many guys that are capable. Transfer of power? No. Yeah. Just uh, if you if you were one of those guys that are like, yep, that guy's terrible. He's going to suck all year. 
you're going to be changing your mind again after next weekend because there's going to be some guys that just look totally different yeah, out there. I, I First I mean, race jitters. Uh, there's so many things that go on on that day that are just – it's always weird. It's always a weirdo race today one. And we, for Roxon to win, I know that sounds crazy, but you look at Tomac throwing it away twice. You look at all the weirdo stuff, Chad's – the part on Chad's bike that failed, like super weirdo stuff. Listen, we get paid to jump to conclusions and make rash judgments. So you're not making a lot of sense right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, let's take a commercial break and talk about the 250s. Uh, on the btosports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this race tech commercial. Save yourself money on any sort of suspension needs that you may need. Racetech.com. BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose race tech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateer since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Race Tech Suspension, and they've been along, around a long time, and their, their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike and use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thee, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back. BTOsports.com, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Wygant, Thomas, myself, Steve Mathis, breaking down Anaheim 1. Who had Tevin Tapia in the main event pool? How no. Do you know Tapia did? Uh, Tapia's mom, maybe? Maybe. Doubtful. Well, it's depending on if she wanted to win. Good job for Tapia. Partridge also snuck it in. Uh, Nick Way did not make it in. Jimmy Alberton did not make it in. No Nick Schmidt. No Ben LeMay. So, um, how about Brett Metcalf winning the semi? Good job. Yeah, good Welcome back Brett. to Supercross, yep. Matty. Yeah. Fought, fought bag it off. What? Brought it home. Weege, if you're, if you're Mike Webb, you got your new guy all over your old guy that where the relationship went sideways. It's be a, but, yet, but yet the new guy, the old guy is on a Suzuki. Oh, Mike, yeah. Mike Webb has been conflicted. No, it, it the freaking semi. I think Baggett was good. You know, the expectations, like I'm saying, on Baggett on a 450 and Supercross are so low. Yeah. But if you watch him ride, he looked fine. Yeah. All right. All yeah, right. I think he'll be surprisingly good. Okay. 250s? 250 time? Podium. Okay. No podium, though. Yeah. No. All right. 250 time? Sure. All right. Um, the pass... On Osborne by Bowers was definitely a talk of the pits, talk of the night a little bit. Osborne's got a broken thumb. I don't know if that's official, but we all think he's got a broken thumb, right? It's it's broken. Okay, it's broken. Oh, I must just, I, I missed your medical degree. I didn't I didn't see one. But. Well, I do have two eyes, and I can tell you it's broken. <laughs> did you stay at a Holiday Inn? <laughs> I did not. But, um, but I've broken plenty of bones. How's that pass by Bowers? Um, you know what? Zach started it. Zach ran it in, and as soon as he ran it in, 
I said, uh, bad move. This is really, really – Bauer's going to finish it? Ill-advised. <laughs> uh, and Bauer's proved me right. So I think on Zach's part, and I really like Zach, he's wearing the gear of the company I work for. Uh, but at the same time, I think you have to make smart decisions, and starting a block pass takeout war with Tyler Bowers is not what I would consider a smart move. Right, right. So, yeah, that's what happens. Bowers is a pro at knocking people down. Weed, you heard my post-race interview with Bowers. He owned it. Weed? It was great. Yeah? He, uh, he um, you know, I, Bowers has had his trouble in the past, so I thought he might. You actually asked me, did you ask me on Friday night? You asked me about Bowers. And you're like, man, doesn't trouble like follow that guy? And I'm like, I don't think it'll happen in Supercross. I think he knows he needs to avoid that. His reputation is bad enough. A lot of eyes will be on him now he's in the stadium, so he'll be careful. Nope, he does not care. He literally told you in his post-race interview. He said he doesn't want to get pushed around. Yeah. Nope, and he got pushed around by Wharton two years ago. He didn't want to be aggressive because he had jumped into the series halfway. But now he's going for the title, and he will knock people down if he has to. And he said after he did that, no one came around him again. Yeah. He's like a shark. I, I have no problems with owning it. I have no problems with that. But I feel like you should already know that. That's not like, oh, well, we learned something about Bowers. You messed with him, he'll put you down. Like, everyone knows that. Right. You know, like, it just, uh, man. And I, I'm not trying to come down on Zach or anything stupid. Like, Zach did great. He got second in the race, whatever. But it just seems like such a – just a bad choice of strategy. Like milk, like milk in the Anchorman movies. It's a bad, bad choice. choice yeah. yeah. It, you just know you start, you know, you don't even have to start with Bowers and he's going to, he's going to get aggressive. So if you give him a reason to get aggressive, you're definitely going to hit the dirt. Right. Just, yeah. So I hated but, to see but that. Hey, yeah, and it's the second lap of the first heat race of the year. Right. Exactly. And how about Osborne though, taking that thumb and, and a bad, sh- a bad gate position and getting second. Good job by him. Has he ever got second before? I, I know I know podiums. I know he's got third. I don't know. That's a good I question. Know. I don't know either. That's good. Good job by him. Uh, let's talk about the winner. Really Jasper. A bummer, though. Oh. I don't know how how is how is he going to pull this off for five weekends in a row? I, I think he just pulls off. <laughs> like I don't know how. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't know. JT, he's got a broken thumb. I mean, he might cut it off like his glove. Nelson, Nelson doesn't need a thumb. Yep. I think I think having a broken one is is worse than no, not having one at all remember in predator when when, when the guy thought Je- uh, jesse the body got shot and he said i don't got time to bleed yep he did get shot he was just like hey man you're bleeding he's like i ain't got time to bleed yeah and so and he spits Osbo- tobacco osborne's like floor. i don't got time to have a thumb <laughs> you know no, that's what nelson's like no osborne's like hey your thumb's broken cut it off i don't have time for a th- broken thumb yeah the I'm- guy that beat me He's, he right. doesn't have one. Why right. do I, I don't need this. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, good job. I mean, so what do you? What do we think? Does he keep going? Yeah, he's going to keep going for sure. They the just freeze the points. it. But they just freeze it. What do you mean freeze it? The like thumb, the broken thumb. No, they don't freeze it. What? What, when, what good is it going to do to freeze it? I don't. How do you ride with a broken thumb? What is it Ted Williams' head? <laughs> how do you <laughs> what ride? Are you with, talking about? How do you ride with a broken thumb? You splint it. And you, you figure out some kind of device where you can stabilize it. You split for, it and figure out a device. Whatever. It's some kind of stability. You ever seen football players with a big cast on? Like, you, yeah, they don't you race motorcycles. Do I know that. But you got to yeah. find a way to, to stabilize it to keep it from. You, okay, so whoops are fine. This no, be good. You're going to shoot it up. You're going to hit. Freeze it. You're going to shoot it up with lidocaine. Okay. 
or some sort of which is going to numb it, right? And which is going to freeze it, sort of. And then you're going to get a tortol shot. Okay, so which now going to help with pain. And the the biggest problem that I foresee is how do they wrap it or what do they use? Like, Nothing. It's not going to work. No, you're a doctor. You're <laughs> are you a doctor? No, but well, I've been through injuries like this. Uh, I've dealt with broken fingers and raced. I've bro- raced with broken that's toes. Different. It's different than a thumb. It's different than a thumb. <laughs> I'm so confused by what separates us right from now. the monkeys. Thumbs, the gift of speech. <laughs> All right, look, it's late. Let's, uh, does he go? Does he keep going, Weege? He's gonna try to keep going. Thanks, Wafflers. Thanks, both of you. No, he's gonna keep going. He, he makes is. it. He makes. He's it. gonna keep racing. Okay. Yeah, it's just gonna take. It's gonna be a lot of effort. He's got not gonna get to practice. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Yeah. Uh, and he's gonna—it's gonna be a real pain in his ass. <laughs> and thumb, and thumb. That sucks. I, uh, you know what sucks for Zach? This is this is three years in a row that it was like this. Uh, didn't he get hurt at Phoenix the last two years? Like he's every year that he's in Supercross since he's returned here full time, he basically has been hurt right off the bat. I think it was. I know the first year he was here, which was thirteen. He was hurt his shoulder in Phoenix. Last year, he got hurt right off the bat, too, didn't he? I think he broke his carbon in A2 or A3. The Wilson crash. No? Where Dino took him no, out? He... Not by accident, by accident though, but... I don't know if it in was... In the hay bales and the tough blocks? I thought he crashed by himself. No. Dino cut a... Cr- I don't oh, really? Know. Okay, well, he definitely broke his collarbone, I think. That was the injury, right? Well, I don't know, but... But it was at Anaheim, for sure. Either way, it's been a rough go in Supercross. I'm the biggest... Yeah, he's yeah. never getting off to a good start. So I think he's probably more determined than ever to be like, I just have to make this happen. I just can't take these races like that every year. But dude, I don't know what you're going to do. You not... can see the look in his eye and his face when he's oh, on the podium. Yeah. He was just like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. The, you know, he's ecstatic about getting second. There's no look of happiness, joy. Yeah, no. Nothing. It was just like, I'm screwed. Was that I before or screwed. after you, you said Diana Dahlgren said my name? That was after Diana Dahlgren said your name. Okay, thank you. Um, uh. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I love the guy. I'm, I'm Zachy Poo. I'm Zach Bandwagon. I don't know how this works with a broken thumb. A broken finger, you tape it to the other one, and you splint it, and you go. A thumb, though. A thumb. I'm aware of what the injury is. If they told you, JT, listen, we can cut your thumb off, give you a splint like Nelson, and you will win this title, would you do it? No. Wow. I think you could win the title – you, no, you can't. No? No. It's not an option? No, he's not going to make it. So basically, you know, whatever it is, 500 grand or whatever, basically yeah. for a thumb? Well, or, I get you a toe by 2 p.m. And you live in infamy. Uh, infamy. 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 You live in infancy. <laughs> you live in infancy. <laughs> you live in infancy. As <laughs> Emphysema. The You're going to live in blue. You, have to, if you, you live in You infamy. get your thumb cut off As, and you have emphysema for the rest of your life. Weege, if, they told, if they told you, look, dude. We're going to cut your thumb off. You're going to be like Nelson, and you're going to win the title. Would you do it? Uh, no, I'll probably figure out a way to save enough money to not need that championship bonus that badly. <laughs> is, there any, is, is there any body part you would sacrifice for a title? I would do the thumb. I can actually think of one that I use a lot less than the thumb, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm using the thumb to hold this phone right now in the tight. You used it twice. You used it twice, bro. We know that for sure. I think an ear. Yeah, I'm going to give up an ear. So I'm good. You can have it. Because if you go, if you do the ear tuck with your hat, you don't need your ears anyway. 
So you think combo. you think you think he keeps going? You think yeah. Osborne keeps going That's and he keeps gutting it I up? Mean, he's, yeah. And uh, well, I don't know how it goes, but he's going to be out there. The argument is, we all think he's going to keep going. He's got the heart of a champion, but is it going to work? I think if That's he was capable of getting second place with a broken, queer, broken thumb, which it yeah. was, um, yeah, I think they'll find a way. It's it's just going to be it's just going to suck. There's no way, no other way about it. It is going to suck to deal with this. But yes, he if he could ride with it at the pace he was riding, because he was not messing around, uh, he'll they'll find a way. It's just right. it's going to be really inconvenient. Uh, Jesse Nelson Weege, the winner. We thought he would win a race. We all kind of said, hey, he's going to win a race. But maybe this means more. Why well, Maybe this means he can win this title. Yeah, there's two things that are working in his favor right now. He's obviously on the rise. I mean, he finally put it together pretty good outdoors. I mean, it wasn't like he was battling for the title, but you definitely saw, okay, this guy's making strides. He could be a guy, you know, within the next couple of years. Uh, and second of all, this is just not a loaded class. And I know so some rider is going to hear this and say, like, what do you mean it's not loaded? It's an insult to me. But, I mean, there's hardly anyone in this division that's even won races before, let alone a guy who's almost won a title or has won a title. It's mm-hmm. a relatively um, fresh crop for usually 250 West being loaded. So with him being on the rise and things kind of being up for grabs, it's really the perfect combination. I, could, I don't see why he couldn't do this again. He to me, he'd be just as strong a contender as anyone else for the rest of the year. Malcolm Stewart really uh, hurt himself. Not good. Not good. Uh, crashes. Yeah. So, um, uh, Justin Hill. I would give that a eh. Yeah, that was disappointing. Heat race win. It's good. Yeah. I think he proved he can go, but the main event wasn't wasn't anything yeah. spectacular. Plessinger was great. Plessinger caught him. Yeah. In the main event. Straight up caught him. We each had to have been so pumped on the GNCC guy, Plessinger. <laughs> so pumped. <laughs> uh, I, in my wildest dreams, I would love to just say that, like, I saw this kid growing up and I knew it had, he had it in him. He has exceeded all expectations. I never thought he'd be at this level. This is really impressive. He was always fast in moto, even back in his mini-cycle days. But, I mean, this is really good. Do you guys want me to name a winner for Phoenix right now? Yes. Save everybody the problem, trouble of even watching the race? Cooper Webb wins Phoenix. He okay. was fast. He was fast. Crashed, came through the pack. He was in shape. At the end of the race, he was doing great times. Webb. Webb, Webb strikes in Phoenix, I think. Yeah, I, think, I don't think that's a stretch. No, I, don't, yeah. I never claimed to stretch it. Just, yeah. I think Webb was really impressive. I, I, I thought that was awesome. Alex Martin was good too. He hasn't he, ridden the West Coast yeah, since, since twenty ten. The best we ever seen from him in Supercross. Yeah, uh, I think two thousand twelve. He was like getting like top fives and stuff. Was he? Yeah. I thought his best in Supercross ever was a seventh. No. 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 I think Phil told me that, which doesn't necessarily. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, can I get a Josh Hansen verdict? Lots of hype. Hanny's back. Never trained harder. Um, Built his own team around him. Said he had arm pump, which yeah. I believe because it looked like he did. Yeah. He looked tired, but arm pump and tired can look exactly the same. Yeah. They really, because the effects are the same. Uh, so, yeah, I thought he was fast, so that was good to see. He still has the ability. So if he can sort out the arm pump and it, and it was, in fact, arm pump and not just cardio tired, then sure, I, I, think, I think we'll see him on the podium. I do because I think he still has the ability. Weege? 
Yeah, I'm actually glad that it didn't work out super good because there would just be mutiny over the rules and him still being allowed to race the class, and he's just so polarizing. So now if he's just a sporadic contender for podiums here and there but isn't leading the series, I think that'll just help everybody cool their jets. Um, it was okay, but uh, that's about it. Uh, one thing I noticed, man, he, after the race, our, our guy Aaron Hansel talked to him. He, was, he just admitted he was getting in people's way. And he didn't do a good job, and these kids are fast. He is at least trying to be much more respectful and nicer than his previous 15 go-arounds. Um, who was the most surprising guy in the 250 class? JT? Plessinger. Yeah. Weege? Yeah, yeah, Plessinger. Yeah, I feel bad for Nelson because I think it looks like a shocker, but I think if you talk to any of the three of us or other people in the industry that follow this pretty closely, and somebody said Jesse Nelson wins, I don't think any of us would have been like completely shocked. Like No one was counting him out. I don't feel right. No, no. No, not after his outdoor no. performances. No, he's a guy on the rise. Yeah, exactly. He's a kid on the rise. You can see that. Exactly. Exactly. Um, maybe he wasn't the number one guy everybody mentioned, but I think everybody knew that something good was coming. Um, oh, we, we got a, I got a Jeff Canfield issue that you need to speak to him about. Um, oh. Ryan, Brees, Ryan Brees was somehow allowed into the main event. He's listed on the sheet yeah, as, as um, not having a call. I think he jumped in under a yellow or something. What? I'm penalized. <clears throat> yeah, this is unfolding on Twitter all night. Oh. Um, okay, so yeah, Brees and... John Carlos Ramos. Who is yes. They were battling for the final spot. Yeah. They crashed into each other, right? Yeah. Somebody else qualifies. Yeah. Then all of a sudden Brees is in the main event. Yeah. Uh, this is all unfolding on Twitter because you run the racetrack Twitter. You're just, you know, everyone's moms, boyfriends, girlfriends, yes, boyfriends. They're just all involved. So as soon as I said blah blah made the main, right. I immediately get blown up. You're screwing over at Ryan Brees Racer X. He should have made the main. He's in the main. How dare you? And then I look and he is in the main. Then someone said the other guy got penalized for jumping under a yellow or a red. Okay. So so, uh, so Brees went from. Jubilation to heartbreak to jubilation, just like that. Uh, it is worth looking into here because, that, I mean, that means that they actually had a guy finish fourth in the LCQ, and they said, nope, you jump and you're allowed to jump, you're penalized, you're not in the main. That's a huge call. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, so we'll figure that out this week. Nico Izzy, Mike Hansen returning to racing? Yeah, wasn't uh, spectacular. Yeah, he was he was okay in practice. I, you know, I think his I saw his time was like seventeenth or something. wasn't anything great. And then in the main event, he had a pretty big get off. Uh, just and right after the section where Pike and Sealy got into it, so yeah, you know, he got up and looked like he was all right, but mm-hmm. not a triumphant return to racing. Hey, Polatelli had a fast time qualifying. Yeah, I, I yeah. he he was my sleeper. Yeah, yeah, in the race record column. Dude, you've always been on the Polatelli bandwagon. Crashed. Did he go down early? Yeah, early. Uh, JT, you've always been on the pole telly bandwagon. Uh, yeah, I believe in the kid. He's oh, fast. Yeah, He's yeah. talented. No, he's been there. Durham crashed out. Man, he had a rough day. Rough. rough I would day. say rough couple of years. Right? Saturday was just that in a nutshell. Come on, Durham. Um, Freeburg, JT, you picked him in fantasy. I did. And he was 10th and looking great. Yeah, solid. And then, yeah. Disaster struck. Uh, bike locked up. Not not good. Right, right. Um, 
All right, what else? Anything else? Anaheim won in the books. Was uh, I thought it was. I thought the racing sucked. <laughs> I did. Well, the heat, some heat races and some semi races and stuff were good, but overall, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Kenny was being nice with Shorty. It was like, yeah, everyone's going crazy, and I'm just like, whatever. Like Kenny's not going to rough him up. Yeah, Andrew, if he has the line, he's going to give it to him. It just the racing was terrible. It was. It was bad. What do you think? We each terrible. Is that? Are you on board with that? Yes, that is the perfect word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not exciting at all. There was no pass. There was no action at all. Yeah, it was. It was bad. I mean, the the Osborne Bowers thing was cool, but I'm uh-huh. I'm taking like one or two snapshots out of three hours of, of um, racing. It wasn't, we should it wasn't good. We should touch on Will Hahn. Yeah, poor Will. Gosh. Damn. Poor Will. Uh, just just like Geico yeah. Honda thing early in the first practice, second practice session. Will go on. He goes down bad. People. The video's out there uh, online. Uh, I don't know what happened. I have no idea. The team said the bike didn't hit neutral. Um, sure looked like it did. But uh, he's going to be out for a long time. Yeah, broken up her arm and uh, some other injuries. Yeah, that sucks, huh, Weege? Yeah, dude. Like, I don't even know what to say at this point. I mean, the guy's just taking so many hits. And there's literally nothing when it's, what, the second lap of that practice? Or a lap and a half, really. They did one yeah. full lap. I mean, there's nothing to even say at that point. It's not preventable. It's not like, well, you know, they were going for it or he was trying something or maybe the bike setup was wrong. Like, that was just something weird happened. I mean, there's nothing more you can chalk it up to than bad luck, which really hurts. I'm sure you start searching for answers when this stuff keeps happening, but there aren't any for this one. So, I hate to – well, yeah. Uh, I sent I, – I cheered Will up. I sent him a photo cheered him up. So, that's good. Um, he liked it. Um, so I don't want to, um, you know, talk about this while Will's still laying in the hospital, but he is, and I guess I will talk about it. Uh, what about a fill-in? <laughs> <laughs> it has to be done at this point. Does, oh, it's do, been two days. Oh, so we're good? Yeah, I think so. Uh, does Weimer go back? Does Chisholm go out? Does Christophe Purcell? <laughs> what, what happens? I don't. Is Purcell even ready? Uh, no, that's the problem. I, I, yeah, so I don't think that's a that's a realistic guy. Um, I think Weimer, Weimer, Medi are the two that come to mind immediately. Doesn't Medi sort of locked in with that? I don't ride? know. Oh I, yeah, I, I, don't I don't know, know. either. Yeah, but that's the Candyman. It is. Candy why not Weimer? Why? Why not? No, they I said Weimer and Medi. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm just saying if they, you know, because Medi just came off of Factory Cowie as well, so it's not like he's far removed. Yep. So, those yep. are the two that jump into mind. Yeah. Well, the Candyman let Metcalf go out of his deal, his ironclad deal. I think there'd be a lot of run dirt candy graphics. A lot of lawyers factory. involved. A lot of lawyers involved. Um. Yeah, should be interesting to see what they do. You know, I mean, they, I mean, Will's gonna be out for a long time. They, they'll put somebody on the bike, I think. Right? Do we all think that? Dirt Candy and Monster work together to build a program for Medi called the Cookie Monster. Huh. No? No, I just – no, apparently not. Yeah. Um, no, but at one point, the, the Candyman and Pooh Sipes were dicing. Really? Yeah, yeah. In, a, in, in, okay. a, in a thing. So I said the Candyman and Pooh are going at it, you know, which is – It's about as good as can- Cookie Monster. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that that was 
I don't know if I've ever typed those words before. Yeah. So you try to get honey and dirt candy together, and I try to get cookie and dirt and monster. No, no, none of it works is basically the moral of the story. I'd cut my thumb off for a title. <laughs> you would do it? Yeah. You would do it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would – you thumbless. For a 250 Supercross title? Yes. You text way too much to be thumbless. I don't know. Jesse Nelson makes it work. Still got a great career. It's a bold move, Cotton. I, I'd be in the record books. I'd have a title. Manitoba doesn't count? <laughs> I'm not in any sort of record books. I don't know. Um, what else, Weege? I think we hit it. Anything else catch your eye? It's late where you are. You want to go to bed probably. Um, Anaheim won, though. Yeah, it's a weird race. Uh, my two uh, compadres here said it was, quote-unquote, terrible racing. So, yeah, there you go. I, I challenge anyone to disagree. It's, it's, it can only get better, folks, from here. Catch the <laughs> fever. 2015 Monster <laughs> Energy Supergoss. That's going to be, that's gonna be the, on the, Is that the big hash- screen at Phoenix. It can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> H- hashtag terrible racing. Hashtag terrible racing. That, folks, send in your hashtags. <laughs> I think we can be. We can really market this. Hashtag it can't get any worse. Hashtag SX on Fox. Hashtag who's next? <laughs> the someone said on Twitter that uh, the new drinking game. Anytime Ralph says Spider Cam, you take a drink. And Ralph himself replied and said, "You better not do that. It's going to be a long. It's going to be a long year. It's going to be a rough year." <laughs> <laughs> so, folks, I'm letting you know that Ralph says right now. Ralph, Ralph is saying right now that Spider Cam will be mentioned. So <laughs> that looked cool. I like that. That was good. Yeah, that no, was good. Looks very expensive yeah. in person. Yeah. Is it just me, or did it, does anybody think that Feld, like starting last year, just woke up and discovered this thing called social media? Like uh, Twitter hashtags. <laughs> like we can't get enough. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like it's like guys, calm down. Yeah, I think it gives. You, you can know, hashtag SX on Fox. I'm down with that. I mean, well, I whatever. Think it, I think at the races that there's downtime. You know, at, at home yeah. you're watching commercials and you're doing whatever you do, but at the races there is downtime. People are in their seats bored, and that's a perfect time to tweet and to get stuff trending on Twitter. So I think they they use that as the, Just get one the, hashtag. The filler. SX on Fox. Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You don't, not, but I, not, I do think it can't get any worse. Would also be great. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll run that by corporate, see what they think. <laughs> A1, A1 can't get any worse. Hashtag. Yeah. Hashtag welcome, A1. Welcome to Phoenix. Well, the good thing is Chuck Franklin will be in Phoenix, so it can only get better. So. <laughs> the motorcycle lawyer. <laughs> like if you were to draw one up in a Simpsons cartoon of what a, what a motorcycle lawyer would look like, it'd be Chuck Franklin. He used to pay me a lot. I'm not going to join in. Oh, yeah. No, he paid Regis, too. Regis Harrington. I'm not jumping in. I'm not making fun of Chuck. Did you, did, did, did you ever meet him? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to talk to him all the time. Nice guy? Super nice guy. Uh. Yeah. I mean, he's he is a big-time lawyer, what you would think of guy like, you know, e- ego and, and that. But yeah. he's no, super clear. into racing and, and loves it. I mean, he spends his own money just to be a part of it. Like, he yeah. has no yeah, benefit. He's yeah. not getting anything. I mean, it's advertising, but he right. just wants to be a part of it. Right. So, yeah, it is what it is. What happened to that guy, JT, from Phoenix that used to have a clothing company? He wanted to beat me up because I didn't. <laughs> He's still around. Really? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a clothing company. Don't anymore. tell him about me where I am or anything. 
I'm sure he'll probably knows you're going to be in Phoenix on Saturday night. Oh, he's still. He, why was he so mad at me? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't? No. Oh, I'll tell you after we get okay. up. Yeah. He threatened me. He wanted to come find me and beat me up. That's awesome. I was scared. He should have done it. <laughs> All right, Weege. Thanks for doing there the beat. Some things we know we can just take for granted. Like we can just take your word for it. Oh, a guy was so mad at you. He wanted to beat you up. Yeah, believable. Was his name Weston Pike? Oh, Pike. Yeah. Was his name Mike Genova or Tony Alessi? I I don't think Genova wants to beat me up. That, I mean, does it, what? Does he? Yeah, I would think so. Oh, that's news to me. I don't know. Really? Well, I didn't think he was a fan. I didn't think he wanted to beat me up. I mean, Tony would beat me up if he could. And his name Ricky Carmichael. Carmichael would, and Pike would. Wait, this is getting depressing. <laughs> um, it's getting depressing. Let's just move on. Um. All right. Okay. How'd that work out? <laughs> how'd that work out for you? <laughs> Hashtag, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> that might be. That's tweet of the year so far. It's early. It's early, but that's tweet of the year. So, uh, I just love the idea of, like, you ride up the tunnel, you come in, you put the bike on the stand, you take your helmet off, and you say, give me my phone. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I think for A2, they should have better than A1 no matter what. <laughs> How about they have? How about they have hashtag Phoenix? How'd that work out for you? Anaheim two, hashtag. It only goes up from here. Yeah, no, it. it uh, yeah, that's tweet of the year right now. It's early, but I mean, I'm 40 years old. I can't get enough of a tweet like that. How'd that work out for you? After after a heat race, I want more of that. It's pretty sad. It's pretty pathetic, folks. Yeah. All right, btosports.com, RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing. That's the Anaheim one wrap-up. Uh, remember, folks, uh, I'd give a thumb for a 250 Supercross title. <laughs> thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Jason Wygant, JT, uh, thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. This has been the btosports.com podcast show, presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry.
it was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The Dogger, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years go by.